You already know what time it is. Welcome back into the NFL with AJL, ladies and gentlemen. Episode three on deck. The Super Bowl edition, as you see here, Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. We got Mahomes, we got Hurts, Andy Reid, Nick Sirianni. We're breaking all of it down. Hope you caught the NFL awards last night as well, along with the Hall of Fame. I'm going to give you my yays, my nays overall, really how I felt about this. Guys, let me know the quality of the stream. Last show, super hated it, so I just upgraded before we went live. Really hoping that this quality is good. Um, Of course, you see the QR code in the screen. Scan that, or if you can't, the link is down in the description. The NFL with AJL on all platforms. We're everywhere on social media, on our podcast platforms as well. Of course, please remember to like the stream, subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell on YouTube so you never miss a post for when we go live. If you can't find me, you're honestly just not looking hard enough. Taylor said quality is so much better. Let's go. We're locked in. Just had to make sure we were good there. Again, appreciate y'all for tuning into the NFL with AJL. Episode 3, Super Bowl edition. Get in the comments. I can see everyone's chat on every platform. Pump show. Loaded show. We're live. We're lit. We're established. And like I said, I hope you caught the NFL awards last night because it was a pretty good showing, if I do say so myself. I was looking forward to the NFL awards very, very heavily as uh, they were coming up. And, you know, we had the MVP, offensive players, rookies, the whole nine. Let's go ahead and dive into it. So Justin, I almost called him Justin Jettis. Justin Jefferson wins the offensive player of the year. And, you know, when I saw that come up, obviously that was my pick. I was happy for him. I was like, sweet, one of one. But knowing that Patrick Mahomes actually had the NFL record for most total yards in a season, just a bit over 5,600. Um, that definitely made an argument for him for the offensive player of the year. But of course, I knew at that moment, we know Mahomes won MVP. I knew at that moment that it really was lined up for Patrick Mahomes to be, uh, to be MVP on this night. Now, Garrett Wilson winning offensive rookie of the year was probably my biggest complaint of the evening. Y'all don't forget that you can call the show as well. 678-480-8716. That's my personal number. Call, I'll answer. We'll chop it up back and forth. Anything that you got. I always want you guys to have the engagement here on the show. Now, Garrett Wilson winning offensive rookie of the year. It was respectable because you had Mike White, Zach Wilson, um, you know, obviously Joe Flacco throwing the football to you, but he did rack up 1,100 yards with those guys that were throwing to him and four touchdowns. Now, in my personal opinion, and, and I didn't look too deep on this. I really should have before I got on the show. So my, my pick was Kenneth Walker. I believe Kenneth Walker was really the offensive rookie of the year because you look, he had a thousand yards and nine touchdowns on the ground. I feel like if he would have had kind of a Zeke or, you know, maybe a Nick Chubb rookie type of season, I'm not super privy on Nick Chubb's rookie numbers, but just for Zeke and instant uh, Zeke, for instance, I believe he had about 14 to 1600 yards, you know, led the league in rushing. Um, not that Kenneth Walker did, but having almost double digit touchdowns. And I was saying that to say, I think if Kenneth Walker got to that 12, to 1400 yard range that he would have won this award. Um, I just thought he was more explosive. His effect on the field with Seattle was clearly, in my opinion, seen more than Garrett Wilson's. And that's not a knock on Garrett Wilson. And oddly enough, Kenneth Walker, uh, if you're knocking, you can come in. No, maybe not. Oh, well, we're all good. I podcast on the house, guys. No worries. We're in the studio. Sometimes the pup will try to come in, which she is here. Sometimes I might have an announcement. No worries. Let me get the sip of water. Ah. 
Ah, sorry, that was horrible. <laughs> but yes, I did think Kenneth Walker was the offensive rookie of the year. And oddly enough, he did have first place votes as well. Mo the most first place votes out of all of, um, or excuse me, the, uh, excuse me, more first place votes than Garrett Wilson did. So that was kind of puzzling to me, but nonetheless, Garrett Wilson did take it home at the end of the day. Defensive rookie of the year was easily Sauce Gardner. There was no question about that. Y'all saw my reel about him. You heard me on the last show. Sauce was without question the defensive rookie of the year. I thought it was an easy take home for Nick Bosa as well. Big respect to, um, you know, obviously Chris Jones and Micah Parsons. And I think Micah realistically will win it next year. He was there as a second place, I believe, as a rookie. I don't know where he placed last night. Obviously not first, unfortunately, for the Cowboys fans. Um, but yes, Micah Parsons, I do believe, will win defensive um, defensive player of the year, as Nick Bosa did this year. Now, what better, what better person, honestly, to present coach of the year than Deion Sanders, than Coach Prime? All the news that was around him. You know, everything that just happened with the whole Colorado thing, everybody was judging him. Did he really do it for the HBCUs? We saw the headlines, right? Really questioning Coach Prime. Honestly, in my opinion, the most iconic coach of the year, considering everything that was around him. So having him come to the stage and present their award, absolutely love that. And him telling people to send all of their family members to Colorado, I'm trying to recruit you. So he just kind of cuts the, gets the elephant out of the room there. Like, oh, I, I wonder if he could possibly be recruiting at any moment to Colorado. At the NFL honors, you got Coach Prime. He's going to be looking for players. No question. Now, I love, love, love that Brian Dable got this. And to me, this was one of the toughest picks for the NFL awards. I said this on the last show, um, you know, outside really of defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. I felt like a lot of these awards could have went a couple of different ways. Love that Brian Dable got it. Um, you know, I mentioned it in the last show, first winning season since 2015 or 16, I think unlocking Daniel Jones playoff win, cleaning up a mess, like winning record, the whole nine, Brian Dable did it. So I think he more than deserved that there. Now, very, very, very happy that Geno Smith got his comeback player of the year for, for a second there. I really just felt like Christian McCaffrey was going to get it because knowing that he got traded, I, I don't remember what week, but I know it was fairly early in the season, knowing that Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers and still damn near accounted for almost 2,000 all-purpose yards. I think it was 1,880. I really thought it was going to swing in Christian McCaffrey's favor. Ended up going to Geno Smith. Again, I said it about Geno Smith. Nobody thought this was possible. All the pressure on him. Everyone wrote him off, but he didn't write back. Is Pete Carroll going to be able to do it? Russell Wilson is going to shine in Denver. No, it was Geno Smith outplaying Russell Wilson, the person that was so heavily traded for with him or the person's shoes that he had to fill, and he easily landed the comeback player of the year. Now, I got to say for, you know, some of these bloopers, first of all, shout out Kelly Clarkson. That was pretty sick to have the first lady ever host the NFL honors. Her Cowboys dress was absolutely ridiculous and realistically as ugly as possible, but she was rocking it. So I'm not going to take anything away from her. No, I'm not a Cowboys hater, but let's just be real. That dress was literally on a next level. Like it almost looked like she wasn't going to be able to walk with it. Literally shout out to Kelly Clarkson, though. Like I said, first lady ever to host the NFL honors. Loved everyone that came out. George Kittle's song. Um, I know Cam Jordan sang as well to Sean Payton, which was really awesome. Him singing to him singing to Sean Payton, I think was absolutely great. Um, so just a couple of those antics there in the NFL honors, I felt like was really awesome. Um, now before we move on to this next one, next one, excuse me, just wanted to check the chat here. Don't see anybody all good. Again, this is the NFL with AJL episode three, super 
Bowl edition. Call into the show, 678-480-8716. QR code is every bit of content we've got. Link is in the description as well. We'll be hitting our sponsor break here in just a moment. Now, I got to say, and I was sitting on the couch watching it last night. Um, you know, Taylor and I were watching it on the couch last night. And when they had the Cincinnati team, or the I think it was the, the Bengals and the, um, God, the Bengals and the Bills medical staff that was there to actually save DeMar Hamlin, they were recognized on stage. Um, everybody from the University of Ohio or the University of Cincinnati, Ohio, whatever you guys want to call it, um, you know, the, co- the the college that DeMar Hamlin had went to, everyone was up on stage. So I loved seeing them honored. And then to actually see DeMar Hamlin walk onto that stage just in the midst of everything he went through, like not knowing if he was going to live, all the speculation, like the fact that he was cleared, he was at these playoff games. To actually see him at the NFL honors, standing, speaking, moving freely, like just communicating clearly. And I think this was a perfectly placed moment by the NFL because out of all of the speculation we can say about the horrible referees and how Roger Goodell isn't a great commissioner and how this league is kind of horrible at times, for them to place this with DeMar Hamlin, because I didn't see it coming. I'll be 100% honest. I did not see DeMar Hamlin's tribute. I didn't, and not in a rude way, I didn't see a DeMar Hamlin tribute coming. I thought it was very interesting and well-placed when they did it with the team first and then bringing DeMar out. Like, it was just such a great buildup. Um, so, so again, hats off to the NFL. That was great. Uh, kudos to them. One of the best moves I've seen by them. Shout out to them for stopping the game. I, I wasn't podcasting at the time when DeMar Hamlin did have that injury. So I just want to personally say I'm so glad DeMar is great. And for them to just re-highlight a moment, basically, of when everyone in the world just forgot about everything and it was all in on DeMar Hamlin. People that didn't even watch sports, people that didn't even watch football, people that didn't even associate with just anything with the topic were tapped in on this. Um, So such a great tribute by the NFL. I had to give them their props on that. You know, I feel like when the NFL does have those times to shine, we we have to give them their credit. Oh, boy. My lips are dry, son. Mm. Go ahead and hit the dry lips comments mm. on YouTube, TikTok, wherever you may see this if you're watching live. Golly, man. Golly. Let me check the chat here. Anyone in the chat? Nope. Nobody in the chat yet. Whew. All right. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. He had 48 first place votes. Jalen Hurts had one. Josh Allen had one. Joe Burrow didn't even get any, and, and neither did Justin Jefferson. So clearly, Mahomes was the MVP favorite. I think he should be the Super Bowl MVP favorite, although I believe Jalen Hurts is right now. And I'm not knocking Jalen, but I will take Mahomes over Jalen any day. Um, so big. Big statement there. Patrick Mahomes won his second MVP in six years. He's in his third Super Bowl in four, um, or third Super Bowl in five. It really could have been four and five if it wasn't for a pre-snap penalty against Tom Brady. We know that. So he's continuing to pave his career, continuing to rack up the accolades, and and there's nothing more we can really say about how great Patrick Mahomes is. Um, Just sit back and watch 
honestly sit back and enjoy it. I appreciate everyone, as always, tuning in to this show tonight. We are sponsored by Buy and Sell with AJL, ladies and gentlemen, your one-stop shop for worldwide real estate needs. Whether you need a dream home, you're looking for an investment to your portfolio for some of that passive income, that cash flow to help you retire, or you just want to cash in on your equity, contact Buy and Sell with AJL on so buy and sell with AJL on social media. I put the handle in the description below. And if you're interested in worthy real estate news to get ahead of the daunting media headlines, make sure you hit up buy and sell with AJL on all social media platforms to get yourself an exclusive news letter. Now we saw last night also after the NFL honors that we had the Hall of Fame class of 2023. We had coach Don Coriel, Ken Riley, Chuck Howley, Joe Clico, Clecko, whatever it is, uh, Rondé Barber, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Darrell Revis, and Joe Thomas. Clearly all legends. Joe Thomas, one of the best offensive linemen out there. Darrell Revis with Revis Island, very self-explanatory. We know about the pass rusher and DeMarcus Ware. We know about Zach Thomas as well. We know about the lockdown and Rondé Barber. We know how great everybody on this resume was. And the biggest reason that I brought this to the table tonight on the show, because it was kind of like, uh, was it was it really worth the reaction? Because I agreed with everyone that got in. But for the second straight year, Devin Hester has now been snubbed for the NFL Hall of Fame. And I'm 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 not pissed about it, but I do think it's a little egregious. And I get it, you know. Um, I, I believe the old saying is, you know, no one's gotten into the Hall of Fame just because of their special teams efforts. And then that is very respectable. But to say that about someone who's got the most non-offensive touchdowns in NFL history, the most non-offensive touchdowns ever with 20. And then you've also got the fact that this guy as a returner was in four Pro Bowls. He will only be the fifth ever special teams player to go in the Hall of Fame. Three first-team All-Pro recognitions and the most punt return touchdowns in NFL history with 14. And I want to say he I, I want to say he has the most kick return touchdowns in general in NFL history. Not going to fact check that. Somebody can if they want to. If not, I know he's damn near it. Put Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame. Um, I believe if he doesn't get in next year, that that should kind of be a look to the people that are voting for these guys to get in. Again, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody. Everyone that made it deserved it. Everyone that got nominated deserved it, but to not put Devin Hester in for the second year in a row. And I get it again. He was up against Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Darrell Revis, Rondé Barber, Marcus Ware. Those are five of some of the best NFL players ever at their positions. But Devin Hester is the best at his position that he played in the NFL. I get it. He was part receiver, but he was a return man. Everybody respected Devin Hester 100%. So for him not to be in the hall, a little egregious to me again. I'm, I'm not pissed about it. I do think it is a little funny. Um, but again, we've seen T.O. take some time to get in. We've seen multiple players take time to get in, you know, and it's whether they're in the hall or not, if they were great on the field, like we're going to have the recognition, we're going to have the eye test. Um, I don't think that's necessarily something that we need to freak about. If Devin Hester never made the hall of fame and he was pretty humble about it today. I think he was on, um, he was on an FS one show. It might've been the her or no is KJM love KJM in the morning. Shout out to Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN. Um, but yeah, you know, Devin Hester was very, very humble about it. So great guy. He's going to get in. I know he will. But I just had to bring that up. Let me know if you have any complaints about the NFL Hall of Fame. 678-480-8716. You can always call the show. 
please do not forget to like this stream wherever you're watching, whether it's on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or Twitter. Subscribe, please, if you're on YouTube. Hit the bell so you never miss a moment when I go live, post a medium clip, post a short. Again, the QR code is always every bit of our content. If you can't find us, I promise you're not looking hard enough. And since I ask y'all so much to do that on social media for me, I, again, I know I did it last show. Within six days, y'all, I've reached over 100,000 accounts on Instagram, and it's not possible if it wasn't for you guys. The YouTube traction has been crazy. Um, I have a Jalen Hurts reel right now that was 80,000 before I got in the show. I think God's going to do great things and push it to 100K like while we're live a little bit after we you know, quit the stream or whatever. But I really appreciate y'all for welcoming me back. I, I love doing this. I absolutely do. I love the time. I love the effort. I love the comments, the calls all of the good and bad comments on social media. Um, I really appreciate you guys so, so much. I think we got someone over in the chat here. Let's see. Quality looks great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I look pretty crispy on the screen here. Yeah, speaking of the quality, guys, it was so damn bad last show. Like, I, I didn't know I was like that. Like, when I see it on my end, it looks pretty clear. But when I was looking on, uh, you know, I downloaded it, and I was like, God, that looks horrible. I looked like that the whole show. Yes, I did. Paid a little $20 before we got in. I was like, look, this is a Super Bowl show. We cannot have uncrispy content. And the first show, debut show a week ago, looked great. And I wasn't on the, the more upgraded plan for the 1080 PhD. <sighs> Whatever, Restream. You got me. Can you say the number one one more time? Number one? Oh, can I say the number? Maybe you're talking about social media. Over 100,000 accounts reached in the last six days. Uh, I got 80,000 plays on my Jalen Hurts reel. Um, Herb, what's good, though, bro? Good to see you, man. Tell Dad I said what's up. Tell Dad I still love celebrating a birthday with him, and he was still the best computer teacher ever. No worries, man. Um, Billy, we got to link up, bro. I know you said you wanted to learn how to, to get a stream and everything going. I'm here for you. No charge. Whenever you're ready, I promise, genuinely. Um, yes, Alan, it is a travesty about... Uh, you know, Devin Hester, um, super unfortunate, but it is what it is. Oh, no, the phone number to call for the show. Of course, Herb, as long as you got something quality to say, brother. Let me drop this off real quick for you. 678-480-8716. I, I, I need to run a ticker at the bottom that says like, like all the stuff I say about QR code and call and sponsors and this and that. There's a ticker at the bottom. I really need to adjust these like up, or maybe simplify them a little bit so I can get that ticker running. Because um, this right here would be pretty solid to run the number on. But see, it kind of interferes with everything. So I'll work on that for next show. I've been jabbing for a second, though. Um, again, just really appreciate everybody tonight. Now, I know we're going to be getting a caller soon, but as we ramp up for that caller, let's go ahead and get into some Super Bowl 57. Yeah. I thought it was LVI. Then I just learned right before I went live that it was LVII. Super Bowl 57 matchups. Patrick, Maher Patrick Mahertz, LOL. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. The trenches, the Eagles linebackers versus Travis Kelsey. We're going over every bit of it. So let's start with Patrick Mahomes versus the number one passing defense in the NFL. They were the number two overall defense as well, referring to the Philadelphia Eagles. And they were the number one overall passing defense, like I just mentioned. I do believe that Patrick Mahomes is capable of seeing through the number one overall passing defense. Do I think it'll trouble him at times? Yes. I'm not worried about an injury. I have a caller coming in here on the show. Let's see how our first call goes. This is the NFL with AJL, man. You're live. If you got me in the background, you got to mute it. Don't be a rookie. 
Yeah, I can hear you, bro. Is this Herb? Yes, this is Herb. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Guys, get in the chat. Let me know if this phone call sounds quality. I know it's a little bootleg, but I think it'll work. Yeah, man, what's good? Thanks for calling the show. What you got? Hey, man, first of all, I just want to say what's up. Uh, you're always a favorite of the family. Uh, good, to, good to see your show. Thanks, um, man. I'm not on Facebook as much, so I just checked in and saw that you were doing the show, so you know I had to call it. Yeah, man. Hey, man, you sound like a grown-ass man now, bro. You don't sound like Lil Herb anymore. I was like, is this I was like, is this uh, Mr. Washington from the computer class, bro? I was like, man, you sound grown, dude. I know it has been a minute. Hey, tell me real quick since I got you, what's your favorite matchup in the Super Bowl? It could be big, favorite, it can be small. Favorite matchup? Yep. I'm really, I'm really interested in looking uh, at the Eagles D line versus the Chiefs O line. I think Her. it's going to be really big. So, yep. um, of course, we all know Philly's pass rush is the best in the league. Um, you got Hassan, you got Hargrave. It just seems like they got D linemen for days. So. They do. It's going to be really hard, but I feel like the Chiefs, their O-line is up to it. Like, you, if you look on PFF, they're a top five O-line. They That's got right. Three, they got Tunney. So, I really like them on the interior. I like Orlando on the outside as well. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, their O-line is pretty good, and people aren't really talking about it as much. But the uh, the Eagles, they they were very good against the pass, well, the best in the league. But right. They were they were like in the twenties against the run. So yep. If if Kansas City can establish the run early and play off the run, I really like Kansas City in the game. But if Philly, if Philly's D line just makes it too hard and there's no there's no threat to run, then I really like the Eagles' chances. So right. Um, that, that's my that's probably my favorite matchup for the game, probably. Heard that, man. I was about to get into the trenches as well, and and it's it's going to be crazy, dude. You got the number one overall sacks in the NFL versus uh, so Eagles number one overall in sacks, Chiefs number two overall in sacks, Eagles number one in pass rush win rate, Chiefs are number one in pass block win rate. Both of the MVP finalists, like it's going to be so evenly matched between the trenches and the quarterback play. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a big deciding factor, but Hey bro, I appreciate you calling. Go ahead and get back in the comments if you want. And you're always welcome to call anytime on the show, man. All right, thanks, Adam. Yeah, man. Be blessed, bro. Bye. Thank you so much Herb, for calling and hope that sounded solid for everybody. Yes. He was talking about the trenches here for the super bowl. We'll go ahead and get back to that in, <clears throat> in just a moment. Just want to make sure I got the matchups right here again, though. Patrick Mahomes against that number one overall passing defense. You're going to have that secondary in James Bradbury. You're going to have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You're going to have so many secondary players that are going to be impactful at key moments in this game. And again, I believe Mahomes can get through it, but I do think it will challenge him. And if the Eagles secondary is able to force just a couple of errant throws, maybe get just one interception off Mahomes, I think that could be a very big key into winning this Super Bowl. The Eagles realistically with this Chiefs offense, I feel like if they can just get a couple of plays to go their way and just one turnover, more specifically just one turnover, not to be so coy on, coy on oh, a couple of plays a game, one turnover for this Eagles defense, I really feel like could win this game for them. Now let's talk about the trenches as well. Like Herb was saying, you got the first and second best teams in sacks in the NFL. The Chiefs had 55 at two. The Eagles had 70 at the first spot. And again, 
The Chiefs are first in pass block win rate, which means nobody protects the passer better than the Chiefs in the NFL. Then you see the Eagles. They are the first in pass rush win rate. Nobody sacks quarterbacks or rushes the quarterbacks better than the Eagles do in the NFL. You've got the two of the best O-lines in the league, respectively, probably one and two for the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, we know about Creed Humphrey. We've got Joe Tooney. We've got Orlando Brown Jr. with the Chiefs. On the Eagles, we've got Jason Kelsey. We've got Georgia Mailata or Mialata, whatever the, the last name is there. Don't mean to butcher it, bro. Um, you know, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, like I mentioned, a lot of huge, huge, huge trench work on the defensive line for the for the Chiefs. You've obviously you've got um, of course, you got Chris Jones, you got Frank Clark, you got Willie Gay, you've got Nick Bolton that's going to be back there. You've got Carlos Dunlap as well. And I know not all of those guys are super impactful, but you do have those guys on the defensive line in the trenches for the Eagles. You've obviously got Fletcher Cox, you got Javon Hargrave, you've got Josh Sweat, you've got um Brandon Graham, like to know. That all of these linemen are strapped up and ready for this Super Bowl, specifically in the trenches. Now, the next matchup is going to be the Eagles linebackers versus Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and this could be one major matchup. I like, I feel like if the Chiefs could win this one matchup, Travis Kelsey is truly enough to change the trajectory of this game and actually make it to where that the Chiefs could run away with this if Travis Kelsey has a major day. I do think Travis Kelsey's going to have a major day, essentially, no matter what we've seen. It's hard to stop Travis Kelsey. He's in the top two, top three for catches, yards, touchdowns in the postseason for all players, not just tight ends, but for all players as a reason. So you sit here and think, like when they played the Bucks, you had a Levante David, you had a Devin White multiple linebackers that were able to play the position well and move in there. And I do think the Eagles linebackers, considering that they were one of the best defenses in the league and the front seven is great and the secondary is great, that they will be able to get their way with Kelsey at times. But I would say more than likely, if there's 10 situations here, Kelsey's going to win seven of them at the bare minimum. And if he wins any more again, that could be enough to change the game. Now, the last matchup here is going to be the Chiefs secondary Versus these Eagles wide receivers. Because when you look at the Chiefs secondary, you're dealing with a luxurious need, which is awesome that he's in the game. That was going to be major if he missed the Super Bowl on Sunday. You've got Juan Thornhill. You've also got Justin Reed, the rookie and Trent McDuffie, who has been solid at points in this season. But of course, a rookie in the Super Bowl, big lights, big moment. You really want to make sure that he's ready for an A.J. Brown, for Devontae Smith, for Dallas Goddard, because those guys are no joke. Those guys are absolutely no joke in the Super Bowl. Chris, what's going on, man? Good to see you out in the chat tonight. Sup, dude? Casey is going to shut up the Eagles. Tell me what you mean by that. How are they going to shut up the Eagles? What are they going to do? Give me a score prediction. I don't have a score prediction yet, but either way, I want to hear one from you. Do I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive game? <sighs> I don't know. That's That's really a tough question, man, because, like, the way I see it playing out is Mahomes and Kelsey, they're going to have their way. Like Mahomes is probably going to have about 260 yards. Kelsey's probably going to have roughly about 75 to 90 yards and maybe a touchdown or two. That's just the effect that's going to happen. I do expect the front seven of the Eagles to split in the trenches roughly with the Chiefs. I do think the secondary of the Eagles is better than the secondary of the Chiefs. So when I look at how the defenses are really going to impact this game, See, like it's, it, and I hate saying this, but it could be a defensive game, 
but I can also see it being a shootout. I absolutely can because you've got two of the best offenses in the NFL. 31-17, Chris G says that that is going to be the final score to the Super Bowl. 31-17, Kansas City. Hear you on that? No worries on that at all, Chris. Again, the Chiefs secondary versus the Eagles wide receivers. I expect the Eagles wide receivers to win here, especially with the likes of the Goddard, the Smiths, and the um, well, yeah, the the Dallas Goddards, the AJ Browns, and Devontae Smiths of the world. I think they're definitely going to have that impact in this game. Um, and I just don't think this Chiefs secondary will necessarily be able to hang. So for our four matchups, Mahomes versus the number one passing defense in the NFL. The trenches between both teams. You got the first and second best sacks in the league right here. And you uh, first and second best teams to sack the quarterback in the league right here. First and pass block rush, uh, pass block win rate and pass rush win rate. Two best O-lines in the league. You've got the Eagles linebackers versus Travis Kelsey, which I'll give Travis Kelsey that. I'll give the Eagles wide receiver over the Chiefs secondary. I'll give a split between Mahomes' passing de- Mahomes against the passing defense and a split in the trenches. And of course, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts as well against this Chiefs defense. But I do think Jalen Hurts against this Chiefs defense will be okay. It'll be a question of can this offense put up points as much at, at, at a lot of a clip or as at as much of a clip than the Chiefs will potentially against a good defense. Yes, I think the Eagles can. But also, I do think the Eagles can hold them down on the defensive side of the ball and maybe have the Eagles winning 31-17. I don't think that's absolutely crazy to say. Again, appreciate everybody jumping into the chat. I miss A.J. Brown so bad. Go win the chip. Yeah, I feel you on that, bro. Hey, we're in this together, Alan. As much as I'm rooting for the Jalen Hurts and I want him to win, I'm taking the Chiefs spoiler, but we'll get into the pick later. A.J. Brown went there, and uh, he was with the Titans, Alan's favorite team. Eagles are in the Super Bowl. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was stupidly traded at the beginning of the season to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, who are in the Super Bowl, rather. So I'm right there with you, Alan. Oh, that's good water. That's that $7,000 water filter water. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode, as always, is brought to you by Buy and Sell with AJL. Whenever you are having real estate needs, no matter where you're at in the world, let me reduce this so we can actually get a proper ad read. Like I said, we're now sponsored by Buy and Sell with AJL, your one-stop shop for worldwide real estate needs. Whether you need a dream home and investment or you want to cash in on your equity, contact Buy and Sell with AJL on all social media platforms. You see the handle in the lower third. And if you're interested in worthy real estate news, definitely make sure to get at them as they build an exclusive newsletter every month to fight the daunting media headlines to put you actually in the know. We can get hype. Uh, they can get hyper local. Um, they can get national. Reach out. They've got the info, and they are great enough to be able to sponsor this show. Have we hit props yet? Am I tripping? Did we miss props? Did we? We did miss props. Ooh, we got to hit some props real quick. We can't miss out on that. Herb, Mahomes will be in, Mahomes will win in a shootout. Um, 50-50, bro. Mahomes has the ability to shoot out. I know the Eagles do as well. We've seen them put up those points. Um, and the Eagles have the defensive, uh, uh, the defensive um, advantage, man, honestly. What do you think the overall offensive game plan, overall focus of, Overall offensive focus of the game plan for the Eagles. Um, excuse me. Definitely get A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith involved early. Take advantage of that young secondary with Kansas City on the back end. Um, run that football for sure. Get Jalen Hurts out on some nakeds, on some bootlegs. 
Um, definitely get him moving, open up the big plays for him. Tempo is going to be everything, which I think a run game is going to be the big thing. Keeping Mahomes on the sidelines and stealing a possession from Mahomes or making it difficult for him when he's on the field is really going to be the main game plan for the Eagles. Translating that to the offense, I think the run game, I think getting Jalen Jalen Hurts moving, some creativity, taking advantage of the back end of that secondary, that's really where they're going to look to come in and really take advantage of this. Again, don't forget, buy and sell with AJL for all your real estate needs. Now, I did skip over some props here. I won't go through a ton of them, but let's take a look at some Super Bowl 57 props and numbers. Let me know what your best bets are for Sunday if you're a betting man out there. Let's just take a look at a few here. So Isaiah Pacheco over 69 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. I think I will take that. Jarek McKinnon, longest rush under nine and a half yards. Don't think I'm going to touch that one. Kansas City over 24 and a half points. Yes, I can see that happening. Definitely. I could see a touchdown a quarter here. Um, Patrick Mahomes to win Super Bowl 57 MVP. I'll take that bet as well. Uh, let's see. Let's go into the Eagles. AJ Brown, anytime touchdown. I will definitely take that bet. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. Definitely take that bet as well. Dallas Goddard, over 49 and a half receiving yards. I will definitely take the under on that. Jalen Hurts, under 31 and a half passing attempts. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. That seems very fair. That seems very fair. Now, here's a good one. Whose mom or wife will be shown first on the Super Bowl? It will be Donna Kelsey or will it be Brittany Mahomes? Ooh. I think there's been more Kelsey steam than anything. I'm going to go with Donna Kelsey here. The odds are minus 750. Brittany Mahomes is plus 424. Donna Kelsey, Ed Kelsey, they are going to be showcased here at the Super Bowl. Let's see. Um, when will Donna Kelsey be shown after kickoff? Eh. National Anthem props. Eh. Okay, here's one for everybody. Let me know about this. We got bad gal Riri, the Islander, Rihanna, Report, uh, excuse me, performing at the halftime show. First song performed during the halftime show. We've got Diamonds. We've got Don't Stop the Music. We Found Love. Umbrella Work. Cheers. Mm, I'm going to go either Diamonds, Don't Stop the Music, or one that's a sleeper. Um, Mr. DJ Sump on your replay. I don't think I said that correctly. Y'all probably going to roast me, but we know that one as well. Um, I think one of those three will definitely be taken first. And then what is the, I know the Eagles are favored by one and a half. Um, that's fair. I wouldn't bet on that. Um, cause I, I think the chiefs are going to win. I don't super get into betting, but I can take some of the simple props over under stuff like that. Let's see. Super bowl 57. Over. Give me something good. It's baseball season now. Go Yankees. Uh, go Braves. I never do props. I do straight win parlays. Yeah, I feel you on that. Nothing wrong with that at all. What's the over-under on the Super Bowl? Someone get in the chat. Let me know what the over-under of the Super Bowl is, please. Um, Is 51? Uh, I'm going over. I'm definitely going over on the Super Bowl over under there. Just wanted to give you all some props. And we got some betting folks out there. Kind of missed it earlier. So it would have been better timed early on. But no worries. Guys, we're 35 minutes into the show. Again, appreciate everybody that is with me tonight. All right. We have to get into a serious conversation that kind of bothers me. Um, but I definitely understand the argument for Patrick Mahomes.
And now that he's won his second MVP in five years, uh, technically six years, but he's had five years at a starter. So now that he's won his second MVP in five years, he's been to two Super Bowls and went 500 in them within five years. He's hosted five straight AFC title games. He's never played a road playoff game. The second player ever to throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Um, I think I will say Patrick Mahomes is at this point the most talented, the most talented, before y'all freak the hell out, the most talented quarterback of all time. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I do put him above Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes just does things that can't be done on the field. Let's see. 86% win rate this season. Not too shabby. Yeah, I need to start actually betting as well, man. So I totally feel you. Bet on me having some water here. Good stuff. All right. So where does Patrick Mahomes rank with a win? And again, now he's got three Super Bowl trips, and we're talking about potentially four Super Bowl trips in five years if it's not a pre-snap penalty against New England. This guy's an offensive player of the year. He's got a Super Bowl MVP already. He's got two MVPs already. Again, we know the accolades of Patrick Mahomes. Now, some people are asking the question of, is Patrick Mahomes top 10 if he wins this Super Bowl considering his accolades? And off the rip, I'm going to say yes. Top 10 ever? Yes. He has had the best five-year start to any quarterback in the history of the game. One of the best five-year starts in sports history at that. I understand Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, whatever. Plenty of people out there could have pissed it away and not look as great as Patrick Mahomes did and win MVPs and win offensive play of the years and get them to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that anybody can win a game, but not anybody can win an MVP. And not anybody can throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. It's only happened twice. That list is Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes. Now, in terms of my top 10 quarterbacks ever. I think one, two, and three are absolutely undisputed. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning. I would put Manning ahead of Montana, but Montana is clearly the best in the Super Bowl ever outside of Brady. Some say man, Montana is the best. I don't agree. Brady's seven and three. I don't care that he lost three. He went to 10. Damn near went to 50% of the Super Bowls in his career. So one, two, and three, Brady, Brady Montana, Manning. In no specific order after that, simply because it's too hard to actually make this happen like in when you put Mahomes in it it makes it a little tough to rank but also at that point it's just like it's just it's just a hard list who's here anybody here come in no okay we're good probably just the animals either that or the door rattling I got my little brother next door all right so top three Brady Montana Manny I got Steve Young as a better quarterback than Joe Cool mm, best quarterback ever is Otto Graham then TB12, then Montana. No, not giving you that, bro. TB12 was without question the best quarterback ever. And then it's Joe Montana. And then it's Peyton Manning. Brady's the best winner ever, arguably in sports. Some of the most titles ever, really related to Bill Russell. Um, clearly, Joe Montana's never lost in a Super Bowl. I don't even think he's ever thrown an interception in the Super Bowl. 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and then clearly Peyton Manning, the smartest quarterback to ever play the game. And I firmly believe Peyton Manning will be a coach sooner rather than later. I got Steve Young as a better quarterback than Joe Cool. All right, so again, top three. Again, we're talking about where does Patrick Mahomes rank with a Super Bowl win after winning his second MVP? Brady one, Montana two, Manning three. I got Elway four, Bradshaw five, Aikman six, United seven, Young eight. Mahomes nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<sighs> Brees 10. Yeah, y'all are probably freaking out a lot about why I have Drew Brees at number 10, but I just personally would take Drew Brees over Staubach, over Bart Starr, over Big Ben, and over Dan Marino. Not by a whole lot, but I just think when we're talking about overall quarterback, and especially when you put longevity into it, you got to have Drew Brees in the conversation. But you can take Brees out and replace him with Starr, Bart Starr, Big Ben, Dan Marino, Roger Staubach. I don't care. For me, Patrick Mahomes would be a top 10 quarterback all time with a win. I would personally have him at number nine. Again, top three firm is Brady, Montana, Manning, one, two, and three. I got Elway, Bradshaw, Aikman, Unitas, Young, Mahomes, Breeze. Replace Breeze if you want. Really in no specific order from Elway, Bradshaw, Aikman, Unitas, Young, Breeze, or excuse me, Young, Mahomes, and Breeze. But here's the biggest thing. The list of quarterbacks with multiple MVPs and Super Bowl wins is my top three. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning. The list of quarterbacks with multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs is Tom Brady and Joe Montana, respectively one and two on my list. If Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, he will join the list of Brady, Montana, and Manning. So you can argue there based off two Super Bowl wins and two MVPs, and especially if he wins the Super Bowl in his MVP season that hasn't been done since 99 or 2000 with Kurt Warner, he will be in that conversation. And if he wins the Super Bowl MVP to only join Brady and Montana, you cannot keep Patrick Mahomes out of the top 10. I know it's early five years. What could happen to Andy Reid? But let's be real. Longevity is great, but I think Mahomes is physically better than all of these guys here. He's more impressive than all of these guys here. He's more talented than all of these guys here. He's the most talented quarterback in NFL history. And this isn't a giving Patrick Mahomes flowers parade or, or totally commandeering about what he's done. The accolades speak for itself. First five years, two Super Bowl wins. If he wins Sunday, which he will win the Super Bowl MVP, I believe, if he wins Sunday. Two Super Bowl wins, been to three, could have been four. Five straight AFC title games, never been on a playoff road game. 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, offensive player of the year. Again, two MVPs. It would be two Super Bowl MVPs. Even if he doesn't win Super Bowl MVP, just to get multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl wins, he would be respectively with the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. I know y'all are probably going crazy in the chat. Brady equals the Jordan of football. Uh, Brady is the Jordan of football. I mean, yeah, it's a fair comparison for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, Jordan best. I get what you're saying. Jordan best ever in basketball. Tom Brady best ever in football. That's respectful. I'm not going to dig too deep in that one. No, Autumn Grant has seven rings in 10 years. Okay. That's pretty sweet. Here we go. I'll take Breeze out, replace him with Otto Graham, because that is hard facts right there. That's 100% hard facts right there. All right. There's your answer. If Patrick Mahomes wins on Sunday, where will he rank as a quarterback? Now let's talk about the top 10 players in the Super Bowl this year. Let's go ahead and dive deep. Let's roll the sleeves up and let's see and rank the top 10 players in the Super Bowl this year. Number 10, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the beloved New Orleans Saint that just left and went to the Eagles. 
tied for the league lead in interceptions. Awesome free agent pickup, clearly, for Philadelphia. Tied for first in the league in interceptions, like I said, with six of them. He is a hard-hitting, smart, well-covering safety who brings absolute energy and smack talk to this team. And the Eagles ride off of that. They're a great defense. Chauncey Garner-Johnson played a major part in it. Number nine, I've got Creed Humphrey. As a second-year player who plays like the second-best center in football already, he's got back-to-back 90-plus PFF grades and no sacks given up in his entire career. Number eight, give me A.J. Brown, another major free agent pickup. Here we go, Allen. Got our guys in the top, uh, well, in the top 10, taking up two of the last three spots here on the list. A.J. Brown, another major free agent pickup. 1,496 yards and 11 touchdowns are career highs for this young receiver, and they were both top four in the league. Guy's an absolute touchdown machine and has been in his entire career. One of the top route runners in the league. Very quiet this postseason uh, thus far, so I'm really expecting a big Super Bowl from him, and I think he'll have his way, whether it's LeJarrius Sneed, whether it's Trent McDuffie. Um, I want to make sure I'm getting some of these Kansas City corners right. I've also know, you know, we got a Justin Reed, we got a Juan Thornhill, so he will definitely think I'd be able to, I definitely think he'll be able to have his way with some of these corners. Maybe not the whole game, but he'll have an impact enough. At number seven, give me Hassan Reddick, and this might be the best free agent pickup for them. I mean, just to think that they got Chauncey Garner-Johnson, A.J. Brown, and Hassan Reddick in the offseason. I was sleeping on the Eagles. I knew these guys were going to be good, but when you look back at what they did and who they are on paper, oh my goodness. This man had 16 and a half sacks, and he was tied for second in the NFL. In two postseason games, this man has eight tackles, three and a half sacks, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery in just two games this postseason. Number six, give me Jalen Hurts, clearly my boy. Y'all know how I feel about him. Accounted for 60% of his team's touchdowns, fourth in the league overall in rushing touchdowns, ninth in the league in passing yards for his team, um, top offense, top defense in the league. This team is built around Jalen Hurts. They got him some weapons. He's played who he's played. We'll get into that later in the show. I know the schedule hasn't been the strongest, but y'all know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. And again, I appreciate the love on social media. Damn. What did I just do? Make sure I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. Let's check the chat. AJ Brown. I know. Alan, introduce yourself to Wesley Davis here on Facebook, man. He's an AJ Brown fan as well. He's a Titans fan. Y'all should get in the comments. The both of y'all go back and forth. Y'all should chop it up, whether it's in the comments or not. Um, Allen, Scott Allen Spradlin is my cousin, Wesley. He is personally done with the Titans. So y'all should chat and uh, see how y'all each feel about the Titans because he's ready to jump ship. He loves Joe Burr. Windows his whole career. Cincinnati. Hey, you got to have a backup team. That's okay. If the Titans aren't in on it for you, then all right. Get your backup team. And number five, give me Chris Jones. Just his performance alone against Cincinnati, I feel like, can get him here on this list. He's got four tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and five quarterback hits just in that game alone against Cincinnati. I'll say that again. Against the Bengals in the AFC title game in the rematch to get back to the Super Bowl that they've coveted so much, four tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and five quarterback hits. 15 and a half sacks in the NFL was among the most for any defensive tackle in the league and fourth most of any player in the NFL. He finished the season as PFF's highest graded interior defensive lineman and earned a first team all pro selection this year and is now a finalist or was a finalist rather for defensive player of the year. And number four, give me Lane Johnson. Excuse me, Lane Johnson, clearly a monster. Lane Johnson did not allow a sack or a hit all season long and surrendered a total of just nine hurries 
on 551 pass blocking attempts. He's protecting Jalen Hurts. He's a major part of Jalen Hurts' success. Um, they complement each other, and clearly he's on this list for a reason because he's a major part of the offensive line. Travis Kelsey at number two. Excuse me, Jason Kelsey at number three. Kind of <laughs> spoiled it there. I got the, uh, the Kelsey brothers at three and at two. Jason Kelsey is the best center in the game, no question. One of the best centers ever. Another major piece of that offensive line for them passing and rushing the football. And he has allowed no sacks this season as well. Neither has Lane Johnson. Travis Kelsey, number two, the best tight end in the game and the best tight end ever. Yes, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end ever in the history of the National Football League. And then at number one, of course, haven't named him, Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the game in two games this year when he was hobbled in the second one. Overall, between those two games, completed 70% of his passes nearly for 524, uh, 521 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So my top 10 Super Bowl players, Patrick Mahomes, number one, Travis Kelsey, number two, Jason Kelsey, number three, Lane Johnson at four, Chris Jones at five, Jalen Hurts at six, Hassan Reddick at seven, A.J. Brown at eight, Creed Humphrey at nine, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 10. Ladies and gentlemen, we are into the final segment of the show here on episode three of the NFL with AJL. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Y'all, please don't forget, you can call the show 678-480-8716. The Super Bowl picks are coming up. I know this is where everyone's going to care. Like the stream. Subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell so you don't miss anything. The QR code is all content, podcast, and social media related. It is in the description as well, at the NFL with AJL on all social media platforms. The link tree's there as well. It's in the bio of all my social medias. I said that to say, I'm going to tell you to get at it everywhere. And if you're not finding me, you're not looking hard enough. And I need to be on another platform. If I need to be on another platform, please let me know. Now we're down to the last segment of the show here, ladies and gentlemen. Who is winning Super Bowl 57 or Super Bowl LVII on Sunday? Will it be Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs or will it be Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? I want to start with this and really address the elephant in the room. I know the big thing right now about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles is they haven't played anybody. They haven't played any quarterbacks. They're not necessarily doing anything against big teams. Um, you know, they only played, I think, four teams that, I can't remember if it was four teams that were like tops in the offense or had a winning record or something, but the most points that they've ever had put up on them in a season came from those teams, specifically with Dallas putting up 40 on them. I know that was a little rough on that topic there. Um, but in a list of the quarterbacks that they've played, Josh Johnson, Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, Davis Webb, <laughs> Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones again, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Taylor Heineke, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett, Cooper Rush, Kyler Murray. None of those guys made the Pro Bowl. And I'm not taking anything away from the Eagles, but just to put it out there, yes, the Eagles have not played a reputable quarterback this year. All right. Philly's route was easy. We know that the AFC is better than the NFC. That's not a question. The Eagles played the AFC South when the Jags were early on and the Jags were bad. Then they got the Titans. Shout out to Wesley and Allen in the comments who late or who collapsed late this season in the NFL. So they got the AFC South again. The Jags were bad early on. The Titans were bad late in the season. They played the NFC North, whose division was eh. Obviously, the Vikings got beat by them in prime time. The Packers were eh. We're not really going to sit here and talk about the Lions or the Bears. The Lions were a respectable team. They were a great story. They weren't a great team. And we say all the time, in college, who you play matters. 
That's kind of my problem with college football. I can't necessarily stay tapped in for the whole, you know, 12, 14 games of the season. You're blowing out people for 11 or 12 of those games. And then, you know, uh, you're possibly getting beat by them because you didn't really play any competition all year long. You know, you just, you have to wait so long in college football to see how good teams really are. And that's one of my issues with it. So we say then that in college, who you play matters. I think in the NFL, who you play matters as well, especially when you're picking big games. And unfortunately, three of Jalen Hurts' last five wins have come against Daniel Jones. Now, Patrick Mahomes is healthy. I just think that straight up he is more talented than Jalen Hurts. I think Andy Reid is a better coach than Nick Sirianni. And the Chiefs got embarrassed in their last Super Bowl against the GOAT. They went out. They rebuilt that offensive line. That offensive line, excuse me, that offensive line is what they have now. And they're continuing to dominate with it. You also have the Eagles, who have a better defense, and they have a better run game. But the Chiefs have the better quarterback, the better coach, the better passing game. I think they're equally as good on the pass rush and the offensive line. Giving a compliment here to Andy Reid. Andy Reid is fifth in the all-times win list. He will next year become fourth. He's just three behind Tom Landry. Andy Reid has the second most all-time playoff wins. He's been to 10 conference championships, 18 playoff appearances, and he's been to four Super Bowls. I think this will make his fifth, either his fourth or his fifth. Um, So Andy Reid has done some big things. He's done some big things in his career. This is a big red Super Bowl for sure. Um, you know, he's taking the Eagles here. He's taking the Chiefs here now twice. Two great players. One was Donovan McNabb. One was Patrick Mahomes. Two great defenses, great offenses, you know, when they got there. Uh, maybe not in the, you know, same respective years, but Andy Reid has done this before. Now, again, when we look at the matchups, again, the biggest matchups to me are Jalen Hurts versus the best competition he's had all year. I don't think the defense is going to be a problem, and I do think the Eagles can put up points at a clip if they need to with the Chiefs. Patrick Holmes is against this number one passing defense in the NFL and the number two overall defense in terms of yards. So clearly both of these teams are having the best matchups of all season. I give the split between Mahomes and the passing defense of the Eagles. I give the split between Jalen Hurts and splitting points with Patrick Mahomes if it's needed in a shootout. The trenches, I also give a split because, again, we have the first and second best teams in sacks in the NFL. Eagles at one, Chiefs at two. The Chiefs are first in pass block win rate. And the Eagles are first in pass rush win rate. You got the two best O-lines in the league, two of the best pass rushes in the league. I'm going to give a split there. I think Travis Kelsey will win over the Eagles linebackers in my matchup there that I mentioned earlier. And I do think that the Eagles wide receivers will capitalize over the Chiefs secondary. This game is going to come down to clock management and turnovers. Can the Chiefs stay on the field long enough to keep that potent and most balancing team in the NFL and the Eagles off the field? Can Jalen Hurts with Nick Sirianni pace the clock, run the football, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and also use that defense? I think the Eagles will get a turnover in the Super Bowl. Use that defense to actually force that turnover. I'm telling you, if the Eagles can steal one turnover in the Super Bowl, I think they can win it. I truly do. I think they can put up points with the Chiefs when they need to. They were a great offense this year. They've shown they can throw the football. Jalen Hurts will make you pay. The run game, all that. The most balanced team in the NFL. That's when I look at who's the better quarterback. Clearly Mahomes over Hurts. Who's the better coach? Clearly Reed over Sirianni. This was my concern early on when people had a lot of claim for the Eagles. Love Jalen Hurts. Again, we know how I feel about him. The Eagles are great. The free agent moves, best team on paper, best roster, most balanced team in the league. 
But with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni making their first playoff run, just like we saw with Brian Dable and, and, and Daniel Jones, everyone had high hopes. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. I said, hey, look, they're clearly not the Eagles, and there's growing pains in this league. It's always not linear. Sometimes you can get there early. It's very rare, but you have to go through the motions when you get to the playoffs. It's a big moment. The bright lights. Is the coach making the right decision? Are the players tapped in? Did they prep well enough the night before? They're on the road. They're in a big city like Arizona. That is why I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles to win this. I trust Mahomes and Reed over Hurts and Sirianni by a good margin, not by an insane gap because both of these teams, again, are great. They're loaded. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs, and here's my true, genuine score prediction. I have not even thought about a score prediction until this very moment. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles by a final score of 38 to 35. Give me the Chiefs over the Eagles in Super Bowl 57 on Sunday with a final score of 38 to 35. Give me Patrick Mahomes with about 280 yards, two to three touchdowns, good completion percentage, good passer rating. Give me Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl MVP, and Jalen Hurts is also going to play his heart out. These defenses are going to be crazy, and I think, again, the best matchup is the trenches. I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win this Super Bowl on Sunday. Make sure I want to get into the chat here before we get out of here tonight. Imagine the Eagles right now if they drafted Justin Jefferson at their pick in the draft. The Eagles right now. If they Oh, God. So you're saying Justin Jefferson like over Devontae Smith? I kind of have a hard time recalling all these drafts because there's too much damn football and just things going on in general. Um, yeah, that would be nuts, though, dude. No question about that. Let's see what the next chat is here. Wesley, you done with the Titans, bruh? Yeah, Allen's done with the Titans. I know for a fact he is. Allen told me earlier, he's like, dude, I'm, I'm about to go crazy. After the Tim Kelly hire, he was hitting me up. He's like, I, I can't do it anymore, bro. I was like, hey, I feel you, man. All good. Allen says, I'm like on really thin ice, razor thin. I feel like a big part of our problem is the ownership or Titans front office. Yeah, man, you got to have the quarterback, the coach, the GM, and the owner all in on the same thing. And I'm not saying they're not lined up on that, but front office is absolutely everything in this league. Uh, John Robinson sitting on the couch seeing the guy that he tried to flex muscles on play in the Super Bowl. That's how you get fired. Philly in that front four. Sheesh. You already know, boy. That front four is crazy for Philadelphia. Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. My goodness. And if they took him over Jalen Rager, yeah, they would be crazy. Um, hell, Justin Jefferson probably would have had the receiving record this year. Well, I don't know. A.J. Brown would have taken a lot. They probably wouldn't have had to trade for A.J. Brown, realistically. But that is crazy to think about Michael Darby. Everybody, I super-duper appreciate y'all tuning in for my Super Bowl This was episode three of the NFL with Call. That quality was better. Thank you, Herb, for calling. Thank you for the comments in the chat. Don't forget the QR code here. Every bit of social media content and podcast content that we got. The Facebook page is fixed. Again, we are sponsored by Buy and Sell with AJL. For all your real estate needs, make sure to hit them up at Buy and Sell with AJL. The newsletter is so worth it. Go ahead and find them on social media. Again, please like this stream wherever you're at. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell. Guys, believe it or not, before I go, 99.5% of y'all that watch my content on YouTube are not subscribed to me. 
It takes two seconds to make the account, hit the sub, and I say that for your benefit, so then you can hit the bell right here. Never miss when we go live, when we have a short, when we have a medium-term clip. Episode three was live. It was lit. It was established. Again, super appreciate everybody. If you can't find the NFL with AJL, you're not looking hard enough. This was episode three, Super Bowl edition. We're live every Tuesday and Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern time at the NFL with AJL on all platforms. And we are signing out. Peace, baby.